Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. Hey, what's up, students? Happy Tuesday to you. Hope that you're doing well, and man, hope that you're gearing up and get ready for our final student night of 2020. Like, that's crazy to me that we're already at the end of 2020, this crazy year, but tomorrow night is our last student night, so I hope that you're there. Hope you're ready to worship the Lord, that you're eager, that you're excited, that you're expecting uh, for God to move, and so hope to see you there tomorrow night. But today, we're going to continue walking through this book of Isaiah in the Point Podcast, and today we're in Isaiah chapter 34, and I want you to read this on your own. You know, we always say at the beginning of the Point Podcast that we hope this encourages you and helps you in your walk with Christ, but we never want to take the place of your time with the Lord. We just want this to be an aid to help you. And so I hope that you read Isaiah 34 on your own. And I want you to think about this thought as you read it. This was the thought that I, I couldn't stop thinking of when I read this. Is um, I think sometimes if we're not careful, we can be very narrow-minded in how God works. We can be very narrow-minded. We can be very close-minded maybe. And we kind of, if we're not careful, get very narcissistic about how God moves and how God works and what God's biggest priorities are. And so when I say narcissistic, I mean like kind of all about us, right? Like it's very easy to just get in our own little bubble at First Baptist Indian Trail. It's it's very easy to get in our own little bubble in North Carolina. It's, it's very easy to get in our own little bubble in the United States and forget that right now God is doing amazing things in South America. Right, right now God is doing amazing things. There's a revival breaking out in China right now, that in Africa right now, Muslims are coming to know the Lord at an incredibly high rate, that that God is not just active here. God is active in, in using people from kingdoms everywhere, right? And literally what Isaiah 34 is about is how God is going to judge the nations, right? And it's it's cool to see this because what we see, and we've seen this before in Isaiah. Remember there was that long chapter uh, or few chapters where it talked about how God was going to deal with Babylon. He was going to deal with Assyria, with Cush, uh, with Damascus, with Tyre and Sidon, all these different countries, right? That, that God is not limited to who he can use and God is not limited in his scope. That the, the God that we serve is a God who is over all people, over all things. My my mind went back to Egypt and, and the book of Exodus and Exodus chapter, I guess really two through kind of 13, when you see the 10 plagues that God uses, right? But what does God do in these 10 plagues? He turns the Nile into to blood. He blots out the sun. He sends hail. He does all these amazing things. So you say, Justin, why is that a big deal? Well, in that time and in, in the time that we have been reading into right now is really people had all these different gods. So the Egyptians had a ton of different gods and, and they kind of restricted those gods to only being over what they were the god of. So there was a god of the Nile and the god of the Nile did not really mess with the god of the sun and the god of the sun didn't really mess with the god of the moon, right? They had their own kind of territories. Well, what does the 10 plagues tell us? The, the 10 plagues really tell us, you know what? God controls all of that, right? God is not limited to what he can do and how he can do it. He uses things at his disposal. He uses things at his will. And the same is true when it comes to the nations, right? Uh, reading this chapter, I thought about Habakkuk chapter one, where God speaks through the prophet Habakkuk and he says, look, I'm gonna do amazing things in your time. Th- things amazing that if I told you so, you wouldn't even believe it. And that sounds awesome. But then the next thing God says he's gonna do is he's gonna send the Babylonians to judge his people. 
So, so don't miss that. The, the Babylonians, this massive empire, and yet Habakkuk chapter one paints the picture that God is using them just as you and I would use like a tool in our hands, right? That That's how big God is. And so I think there's, there's some things that we need to be reminded of in that, right? Is that ultimately our hope in God needs to transcend our hope in earthly kingdoms because God is so much bigger than all that, right? So when the earthly kingdom that we love seems like it's suffering, we don't need to freak out because we belong to another kingdom and our God is bigger than that kingdom, right? Or when the earthly kingdom that we love is going really well, then we don't need to put too much trust in that because we ultimately realize that we serve a God who's more powerful and bigger than all that anyway, right? So I think it's a good reminder there. And it's it's something just to be comforted in, man, that, that the God who can literally use nations as tools in his hands, because Isaiah 34 is all about how God is going to judge the nations. And so the, the God that is so big, is so mighty and so powerful that can use nations as tool in his hands is the same God. I think about Christmas right now, the same God that became a baby that was born in a manger, that, that took on your sin and took on my sin and, and paid the debt so that you and I could have life. That, that the God who is that mighty that can use Babylon and use Egypt and use all these other countries at his will it's the same God who humbled himself to the point of death on a cross for you and me. And um, so I think we need to be reminded of that and we need to be encouraged in that today. Uh, reminded to place our hope fully in him because he's bigger than anything we can think of. And the idea is to be comforted that a God that big would love me that much. And so hope that encourages you today. Man, I can't wait to continue walking with you in the word and we'll see you tomorrow. We love you. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.